Words, words, words. This is your host, Robert Tinajero. On today's episode, we are talking about the naming system for the various variants of COVID-19. And so you have probably heard of the recent Omicron variant of COVID. Uh, The Delta variant was also uh, very much in the news in the past year. Uh, And so I just wanted to go over how this naming system Uh, was created and why it was created. And so I'm going to read a little bit first from the uh, World Health Organization website. And so it says the WHO, World Health Organization, has assigned simple, easy to say and remember labels for key variants of SARS-CoV-2, which is the the scientific name is SARS-CoV-2, which is the virus that causes COVID-19 by using letters of the Greek alphabet. And so, um, as you may know from all sorts of different examples, but especially uh, from classes that you may have taken uh, at the high school or college level, right, Latin and Greek words uh, and even the alphabet is used in various situations um, very commonly used especially latin in the scientific community but in this case they decided to use the greek alphabet to determine or to label that is uh, the various variants of covid 19. and so to continue with the article it says these labels were chosen after wide consultation and a review of many potential naming systems. The World Health Organization convened an expert group of partners from around the world to do so, including experts who are part of existing naming systems, nomenclature and virus taxonomic experts, researchers, and national authorities. So when I was doing research for this episode, I found it interesting that there's actually a number of naming systems for various viruses and diseases and I guess it wasn't that, um, I guess it wasn't something that I didn't think existed. Clearly there are organizations or groups that name uh, different things in the scientific community. I guess I just didn't realize that there were a number of naming systems when it comes to viruses and that the WHO convened uh, a number of experts from different naming systems to kind of finalize a naming system for all the new variants of COVID. And so something that I found interesting um, about the new naming system um, was one of the reasons they did it. And so I'm going to read from another article. This is from nature.com and the article is Embrace the World Health Organization's New Naming System for Coronavirus Variants. And so um, it reads, the new system is both a more user-friendly alternative and designed to reduce the geographical stigma and discrimination that come from associating a virus with a place. It's also important because when countries are singled out by news organizations that have millions of readers and viewers, governments can become hesitant. They might delay collecting data on coronavirus strains 
or announcing new variants to avoid what they perceive as negative publicity or the risk of being blamed for creating a variant. So I thought this was, was the most interesting piece of research that I found, right? And this goes back to the power of words and language and rhetoric. In this case, the labeling of new variants. And so I didn't even think about the fact um, that governments might not want to collect reliable, strong data on new COVID variants if they know that the new variant is going to be labeled after their country or their region. Um, and so with the new variant, the uh, Omicron variant, right, it would be much different if they labeled it the South African variant, right, which is where it was first detected. Um, and so, right, people can still easily find out that that's where it was first detected in South Africa, right? But if they know it's going to be labeled a South African variant, that government might say, we're not going to collect all the data on how many people uh, have been infected, how many people have this new variant, how many death, deaths there have been, because that can put a stigma on a country and have real consequences for economies and travel and all sorts of things. Uh, and so same thing with the Delta variant, right, which was also very much in the news. Um, that is obviously uh, uh, coming out of this new naming system, which is connected to the Greek alphabet. And so uh, with this naming, right, we kind of have the uh, one, I don't want to call it extreme, but one end of the spectrum where you have the very scientific terminology that is used um, for COVID and for the variants. Uh, and then you have, on the other hand, the kind of uh, ignorant, at best, ignorant, childish, and xenophobic um, um, labeling of, the, of COVID-19 uh, as the Chinese virus, right? Chinese virus, or the even more ridiculous Kung flu that was used by some people early on in the pandemic. Um, so those are kind of the, the two ends of the spectrum, the, the, uh, the very scientific names that people will see uh, in the media that will read about. Obviously, the scientific community uses those labels because they uh, give information about the virus. Uh, and then, like I said, on the other end of the spectrum is kind of the ridiculous uh, terminology that has been used by some people for the, the COVID vaccine and somewhere, I don't want to say in the middle, somewhere closer to the scientific end, um, but also thinking about how easily it will be for the public to remember different variants is the new naming system that is connected to the Greek alphabet. Uh, and so currently, as, uh, as of the recording of this episode, right, the Omicron virus is the kind of big variant. And so something else that, that, was, uh, that I found in the research uh, is that not every variant gets a letter from the Greek alphabet. Uh, it has to be a, a variant of concern is what they call it. So if it's a concerning variant, um, then they will give it a letter of the Greek alphabet. Um, and so some, I always try to leave my listeners with something to think about or something to consider. Uh, and even though I already talked about this in a previous episode, something to think about um, in this case is what do you think about those um, kind of uh, regional labels? Um, should we stick with regional labels? You know, if, if, if a variant pops up 
in South Africa, like the Omicron variant, should we only label it the South African variant so people will know exactly kind of where it was first detected? Or does it make sense to go with this Greek alphabet system, right? Because we're not going to get rid of the very scientific labeling of these viruses. Um, but does it make sense to go with the Greek alphabet? Or is there, there kind of nothing wrong with letting people know where this variant first popped up? So that is something you can think about, uh, something you can talk about with, you know, bring up with your friends, your family, whoever you uh, mentioned the podcast episodes to. So that is today's episode. Um, as always, please uh, feel free to share the episode with others. Um, go back and listen to older episodes. Uh, rate and review, uh, and have a great day.